It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone. This is Philip Rossenreich, the host of Locked on Magic and the site expert over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Today is June 1st, 2020. I don't usually start episodes off like this. I do my intro music and all my introductions, but... There are so many important things going on in the world today, and especially this weekend. It is a, it was an, it's been an especially painful week within the United States, uh, and and certainly an especially painful weekend as protests and sometimes violence erupted throughout the country. Um, here in Orlando, there were protests throughout downtown Orlando. Uh, occasionally, protesters uh, went onto onto the 408 as well as I4 to, to disrupt traffic. Uh, and tear gas was used to disperse them and kind of send them back to kind of surface level streets. Um, but, you know, all in all, not as bad as some other places in, in the world and, and in the United States. Um, but obviously, um, that's not the most important part. That's, that's not what's most important and, and not what I want to say uh, in this space. The biggest thing that I want to say is... First, this statement's going to be imperfect. I don't have the words. I don't have the experience. And, and, and I'm not sure all the time what the right thing to do is with someone in my position and with my platform. What happened, obviously, in Minneapolis uh, is completely unacceptable. And a society that claims to be free, that claims to treat everyone equal under the law, what happened to George Floyd was completely unacceptable. And, and, and what's more unacceptable is that George Floyd is the same as so many other people within the United States that we both know and don't know, that we remember and have forgotten. The anger that so many communities around the United States are feeling in this moment is completely justified. 
and they are right to say we have had enough. We are right to say things need to change. And things absolutely do need to change. I am a white male in a country that has privileged white men for a long time. I'll, I'll condition that to say I am Jewish. So to some of the most nefarious and evil people in this country, I cannot be a white male. I, I am by no means making this comparison. I am simply trying to relate uh, my experience to, 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 to have some sense of understanding for the experience that so many people in this country, and yes, so many players on the Orlando Magic, experience themselves. But as a Jewish person in the world, I was raised to be on guard for anti-Semitism and for discrimination. That no matter how comfortable I felt, especially because I'm white and I can pass, I don't have to tell anyone I'm Jewish. I don't have to tell anyone or reveal this aspect of me to keep myself safe. I don't have to do that. But I was always told to be on guard, to be mindful, to be watchful, and to understand that if the evil forces in this world wanted to, they could pick on me as they did my grandparents in Hungary. Obviously, I can pass. I'm, I'm a, you know, if, if I didn't tell you I was Jewish, I, 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 you'd think I was any other white male. So I do not understand and I do not know the daily struggle, the daily pain, the daily worry, and the daily frustration and anger that black Americans in this country feel. I cannot know that. I can simply acknowledge it, which is what I hope I am doing here. That I see you, I understand, and feel your anger with you because as a Jewish American, as someone who is a grandchild of Holocaust survivors, if that reference wasn't clear earlier, I know how quickly hate turns to violence and oppression. And as, as we say in my community, and frankly, I think we failed to live up to this creed, that must ha- never happen again. But of course it has happened again. And frankly, that oppression continues to happen in a country that claims that it does not. So again, I hope as imperfect as this statement might be, I hope first to say that I hear what's going on and I want to be an ally and I want to be part of the solution. But what's most important for me at this point is to listen. And so again, I say that this statement that I'm making at the top of the show is imperfect. I want you to tell me what I can do. I want to let you, as a, as a friend, as an ally, let you bring out your anger, to, to let your anger go or to let it, let it out in a constructive manner. I want to be there for you to support you in the change that we all know is necessary for this country to live up to its creed, to live up to the ideals that we believe it has. And whether you came to this realization this weekend with the protests that were going on and the revelation of the facts of George Floyd's murder, or, you know, frankly, 
I came to much greater consciousness of this over what happened in Ferguson. Perhaps that was too late in my life, but I think in this, I, I would, I would think in this sense, it is better late than never to become an ally. And so I'm simply here again to acknowledge and to offer that I'm, I'm ready to listen, as so many are. This is an Orlando Magic podcast, and so we're going to tie the Orlando Magic in just a little bit. On Sunday, the Orlando Magic released a statement as protests continued across the country and here in Central Florida uh, from Magic CEO Alex Martin said, said in full, quote, We stand with our neighbors and the nation in condemning the horrific and senseless death of George Floyd. There have been far too many victims of racial bias and abuses of power, particularly in the black community. As an organization, we, the Orlando Magic, remain deeply committed to providing an environment where all feel welcomed, valued, and appreciated, where all are treated with dignity and respect. The Orlando Magic are proud of the impact our players have made in the community, and we support their efforts that they will continue to make. We believe that sports bring people together, bridging divisions, and demonstrating core values of inclusion, equality, diversity, and unity. We will continue to use the platform we've been provided to bring people together and work collectively to promote peaceful and necessary social change, end quote. I'm sure you've seen similar statements from other NBA teams as well as corporations and businesses across the spectrum as they want to come out in sign of support in the way that they can. Of course, uh, I would challenge the magic, and, and I think they have done not in response to this specific event, but but they have done a lot in the community to support minority-owned businesses, to support um, Black you know Black History Month for sure, the Martin Luther King celebrations here in Orlando, to support young Black leaders in this city. They have done a ton to to support that. I would still challenge the magic to do more. I would still challenge the magic, and and this is a challenge to myself as well. Words only have meaning if action is behind. I don't want to be too much of a downer. I just want to acknowledge what is going on in our country. Acknowledge what I'm sure several players on the Orlando Magic are feeling. Uh, I'm sure that, that these are feelings that they have felt and experienced. And they are as righteously angry and frustrated with, again, this country that promises something that it has not delivered to them. This isn't political. I want to make that perfectly clear. I'm not advocating, you know, I, I always advocate you should vote. I don't care who you vote for, but you should vote. I'm not advocating for one position or another. What I'm advocating here for are human rights and civil rights. And if and that's not political. And if you believe that is political, you need to double check your politics. You need to double check what you value and what the people that you support value. If you believe that civil and human rights are somehow political, they are not. They are ingrained and embedded deep into our Constitution. And in this instance, it is a failure of our country in its long and idealistic history. It is a failure that we have not lived up to that creed. So again, I want to say, I hear what's going on. 
I acknowledge the pain and anger and feel it too in many ways. I want to help. I want to be an ally. And I want to listen most of all. I would encourage and urge everyone to reflect on that and to be available to listen and help in any way we can because that is what will truly make this country better. We're going to talk some magic here in just a moment. Let's roll the open. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 1st, 2020. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, I've spent a, a good part of this weekend, and really since I, I, I talked to uh, Locked On Grizzlies uh, about the potential playoff formats, I really thought about how I want to see uh, the NBA return and the format I wanted to take. Uh, and so I'm going to kind of go over that proposal and that plan. The goals that I think the NBA needs to keep in mind as they... I'll rehash again what the goals I think the NBA needs to keep in mind as they prepare to present their plan. It appears Thursday is going to be the date that we find out exactly how the NBA is going to return uh, and then go over my plan and, and, and why I think it fits those needs. I'm curious what a lot of you think and looking for your feedback too. I mean, I, I, obviously I don't have any influence, but um, I, think I, I think I have a pretty good idea for how the league should look when it comes back. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the NBA with excruciating detail, or covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. We had Locked On Grizzlies on the show last week. You can check them out at Locked On Grizzlies. They continue to talk to other Locked On hosts about what they want to see from the NBA's return. You can also check out our other great podcasts in the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, and College 2. Download these podcasts wherever you download podcasts today. Just search for Locked On, any team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. What is Built Bar? You ask. Well, we obviously have been talking about it a lot over the last couple of weeks, but it is the protein bar that, like I said, tastes like a candy bar. Comes in 16 amazing flavors, all covered in that one part we always want, 100% chocolate. I, I can't tell you how many times I get a protein bar or like a post-workout bar and it's this, you know, kind of crunchy granola type thing. I'm not a big granola guy. I don't mind it, but I don't like eating it every day. It's not something that I reach for when I go uh, to, the, to the cabinet for a, for a, a kind of a boost of energy, uh, especially after a workout. Or, you know, this nutty thing, like, I don't want that. I want something that, you know, is easy to chew and tastes good. That's what Built Bar is. It's soft and easy to chew. And again, covered in 100% chocolate. What more could you want? 
Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Check out the Peanut Butter Brownie Bar. 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams of net carbs. I'm not even a protein guy. I'm not even a peanut butter guy. I like protein. I'm not a peanut butter guy, but that sounds delicious and exactly what I want after a workout or potentially as a meal replacement when I'm on the go. Go to BuiltBar.com again and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So, some movement over the weekend with the NBA. There was a conference call between the NBA's Board of Governors on Friday, and they started really kind of hashing out. It seems like they're starting to hash out what the NBA season is going to look like. It, it, it sounded like from everything that Woj and Shams reported, they're down to four uh, scenarios for return to play. It seems like the chances of bringing back all 30 teams or bringing all 30 teams to Disney uh, for the conclusion of the season is out the, ta- out the window. They're looking at somewhere between 20 and 24 teams. I think 20 to 22 was the number that, that, that ultimately got, got reported, but you know, who knows? NHL brought 24 teams. It's still very much up in the air, I would, I would say, as far as uh, what, that, how many, what that's going to look like. I, I think there's still a lot of negotiating and, and teams now that, that it's getting serious, now that the league seems very close to presenting a plan to return to play, especially with presenting a plan to the players, which is what really matters. Um, they want to make sure that they have all their ducks in a row. And I think teams are starting to think, okay, what's best for me? The bottom line is, uh, there's already been signals sent out by players, to which I agree. I mean, Damian Lillard's absolutely right. If the Portland Trailblazers have no chance of making the playoffs, why bother showing up? So, to me, the biggest thing that the NBA has to do here is balance two competing interests. The first is respect the regular season. We've played 67-plus games. We've essentially played three-quarters of the regular season already. That has to carry weight. It, this cannot be just a simple restart of the season and a sprint to the finish with whoever's left. The players want regular season games. They want some kind of warm-up to get back into rhythm before they get to the regular playoff field. And Adam Silver seems very intent on having all four rounds, best of seven, regular playoffs, nothing, no gimmicks there. Teams certainly seem to want to keep the conference distinctions as well, which is which is definitely, you know, definitely, I understand why the East wants that. They don't want to set the precedent of, okay, the West can come and invade our, our playoff spots, which, you know, typically mean money for us. So you got to balance weighing the regular season. I have been big on this point. And yes, because the Magic are eighth, because the Magic, 
you know, have the most to lose as far as playoff positioning. That, that what they've accomplished, essentially clinching a playoff spot, they're five and a half games up with 17 games to go over the Washington Wizards. Any scenario where you come to the bubble, if it were a regular season, if you're just playing a regular, regular season, Washington would essentially have to win out, Orlando would have to lose out for the Magic to miss the playoffs. Even if the Magic don't make that final playoff yield, I'm going to say the Magic made the playoffs in 2020. I, I don't care. They did enough to make the playoffs, and under normal circumstances, they'd be in the playoffs. So you got to do something that gives weight to the regular season that's already happened. But you also have to do something that gives incentive to the teams that show up and maybe don't have as great of a chance of making the playoffs, um, that, that arrive at Disney, you've got to do something that gives them the opportunity to make the playoffs and play for something. So yes, no matter what happens, there's going to be a gimmick involved here. No matter what happens, you've got to give those teams a reason to show up and a reason to play. That's the bottom line. It's not worth their time. It's not worth the effort. It's not worth risking players getting injured or, yeah, getting sick. I mean, that's, let's, let's be real. That the coronavirus is not gone. There's no reason to risk any of that if the games don't have meaning, if there's nothing to play for. So the NBA does have a very tricky balance, in my opinion. Now, the simple solution that a lot of people would suggest is, okay, well, the East is essentially decided. If Washington wants to show up and give it a go, they can, but they can stay home and you just bring the eight teams in the Eastern Conference, they play each other for you know for an eight-game regular season or, or something to that effect, um, and they go straight to the playoffs from there with those eight teams, however they're ordered at the end. That could work. In the West, obviously, you've got a few more teams that are in, in contention with the playoffs. Maybe that's where you do the play-in tournament idea or the playoff plus idea that's been bounced around. I, I think that that would be equitable, and I wouldn't... I wouldn't be surprised if that's what the NBA ultimately does. Eight teams from the East, 12 teams from the West, the you know four or five teams from the West uh, have a play-in tournament for the final spot in the, in the playoffs because Dallas is so far ahead of the eight seed anyway, uh, and that's how we close the season out. That, they're, they're, that the West is essentially playing for positioning to play, do a play-in tournament for the eight seed uh, with you know maybe some advantages built in for whoever actually finishes eighth, and that's how the season ends. And then we go to the playoffs and everything feels normal. Very, very possible. Would it surprise me if the if it ends up being something a little bit different and the Magic have to, you know, have to do a playing tournament, playing game? Would not surprise me either. Um, you know, and actually I'm kind of in favor of a playing tournament because uh, I think the Magic need to play their way into the postseason. Uh, and I think that they also need the motivation. If that's how the NBA wants to go, I can talk myself into that. I can buy that. I think that's fair. I think that gets the job done. We play eight regular season games or however many regular season games. We go straight to the playoffs and everything's back to normal. Um, and, you know, I think John Hollinger of The Athletic, uh, as well as the the, the, Dunk, the Hollinger and Duncan NBA show, made a really, really good point. Everyone's trying to come up with these outlandish ideas to, to make the end of the season interesting. The simplest idea is probably the best. Bring as few teams as you need to bring. Finish the season as regularly as possible get to the playoffs, and go from there. There's something to that, and, and I would say I am for that. If 
You know, I would prefer the Magic have some, again, uh, the Magic have a reason to play because they're fighting for the seventh seed, but I, I do think that this is an opportunity to experiment, and, and I don't think it's smart to bring an imbalance like that. But again, that values the regular season, and it gives every team an incentive to play. That's, that's, that's what matters at the end of the day. So again, a playoff plus format with the Magic having to play the Wizards or some other team, it, it doesn't quite sit right with me. Um, I, I do think that the Magic should, fa- if that's the option on the table, I don't think the Magic should hide or run from it. I think that's something that they should favor. They should want to play and get in the playoffs pl- and play their way into the playoffs. However, I think the Magic need advantages, um, you know, because they're, they're the eight seed and they're far and away the eight seed. A team that faces them has to beat them twice to eliminate them. I, I think that that is the simplest answer. But now you start adding all these permutations and it gets a whole lot more complicated and takes a whole lot more time. Last week, Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer threw out an idea of having a World Cup-style group play tournament. And that idea piqued my interest. Because I think that idea can balance all the interests that we have here. Respecting the regular season and giving everyone an incentive to play and play hard. Because while we're talking a lot about the teams at the bottom end of the playoffs... The teams at the top need a reason to show up too and a reason to get themselves back into rhythm. It can't just be a preseason game for them. And, and you know, maybe that's something they've earned. So, you know, maybe it, maybe it should be, but everyone needs a reason to play and everyone needs to get those competitive juices flowing. And that's why I think group play is the right idea. And I've got my own proposal for how group play should work. But before we get into that, let me tell you about the most useful app on my phone. It's hard to find the time to sit down to read and learn more. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. There is an incredible app that solves this problem, and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique. It works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. It takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well known for reading a lot of books. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now. Well, maybe not right now because, you know, I'm recording this kind of late, so, you know, I don't know how many people are up. But it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from the bestsellers list, as well as classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read, but never had time to. That's so true. I have so many books that I want to read. This helps a ton. You can check out such great books like The Sports Gene, Inside the Science of Extraordinary Athletic Performance. This is your brain on sports, the science of underdogs, the value of rivalry, and what we can learn from the t-shirt canon as well as Secrets of Power Negotiating. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA, try it free for seven days, and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist.com, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Again, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And 
Don't forget, you'll save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So, how would group play work if the NBA decided to, to bring it in here uh, in this bubble scenario at Disney? How would it work? Well, let's first establish how group play works. If you've watched the World Cup, either football or soccer or basketball, sorry, I call it football sometimes. Um, if you watch the World Cup in either FIFA or FIBA, group play is essentially what they like to do for uh, kind of the initial early rounds of their tournament. It's a chance to give every team that comes, even the teams that don't really have a shot and they're just happy to be there, Gives them a shot to, to, to take on multiple games so they're not eliminated quickly and they, you know, kind of play a round robin and the top teams from the group go on to the next phase of the tournament, whether it's the knockout round or a second group stage as it is with uh, FIBA, with with basketball. It's, it's sort of just a nice way to set a, a schedule, you know, try and create even groups and kind of seed a tournament that doesn't have previous records to rely on or, or some ranking system to rely on uh, to, to, to create the tournament field. In this, in this scenario, I think it really works because if the NBA intends to go straight to a playoff, then, you know, to, to the regular playoffs, then group play sort of acts like a buffer uh, as a regular, as a kind of a way to finish the regular season, number one, and as a way to reward teams that essentially qualified for the bubble. Essentially, it becomes a, a first round of the playoffs, which is fine. Under my plan, under my idea, I would take the top 10 teams from each conference. I keep conference uh, affiliation. The top 10 teams from each conference and split them into two groups of five. With two groups of five, you play every team in your group twice. So four teams, twice, that's eight games. It's about how many games the NBA wants. You can obviously expand these groups out by by another team and that gets you to 10 games. Again, I'm a little more interested in finishing up the regular season fairly quickly. So I think... 10 teams per conference is the right way. You can seed the groups however you want to seed them. Um, what I would do is I would split the top two teams. So in the East, for example, Milwaukee would be in Group A. Toronto would be in Group B. I would draw two of the next four teams in the conference to try and keep some competitive balance but still maintain some randomness. And then two of the bottom four teams. So you know Orlando, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Washington... You pick two of those four teams for each group. And then, you know, uh, Miami, Indiana, Philadelphia, 
and I'm a blank on this last team here, Boston, two of those four teams in each group. So essentially that creates your groups. Now, you're probably doing some math in your head here too. But what that, what that would mean then is the top four teams, so four out of the five teams in each group, go to the playoffs. At least under my plan, that's how I would set it up. If the NBA is dead set on having a playing game, you can make the fourth place te- the uh, third and fourth place teams play each other in a quick tournament, in a quick single elimination tournament, to determine who goes, who gets the final two seats in the playoffs, or some something to that effect. I, I don't think that's fair. I don't, I don't care for that. So essentially, you end the reg- you set your regular season schedule. You end the regular season by just keeping teams to group play. Essentially, in theory, makes everyone's schedule even and gives everyone a fair chance to make the playoffs. This is what I'm talking about in making it, giving the incentive to play to the teams that are outside the playoffs that show up into the bubble, that show up onto the campus setting. They need a reason to play. Charlotte and Washington are so far out of the playoff race, you'd have to create a little bit of a gimmick to give them a chance to play. But they get their chance. If they go five and if they go seven and zero or eight and zero in the group, they're in the playoffs guaranteed. If they're one of the top four teams in that group, they're in the playoffs guaranteed. There is no getting around that. That is theirs. They earned it. Not only not only that, they earned it by beating the other teams in their group. They by beating other playoff teams. They beat it. They earned it by climbing over other quality teams, not by taking advantage of a weak schedule. Sorry, Magic, um, but. Not by some gimmick or some luck of the draw or luck of a hot game, which anyone can have a good good one good game. They did it by a significant uh, stretch of the schedule uh, by winning games against quality teams. So to me, that would be earning it. Now, the criticism of group play is what happens if the Bucks go one and seven? Well, the Bucks aren't going to go one and seven. I, I I find a hard time believing. Now, they go four and four, three and four, three and five. They might be in danger of falling out of the playoffs, but by only eliminating one team from each group, the odds of that happening, if they're really that good, which you know the Bucks are, I, I'm not worried about it. If they're really that good, they'll advance. Now, you might have a situation where like Philadelphia just has a really bad week. They're, they're bad on the road. You might lose out on a team that way. That's fair. That is a fair criticism. Philadelphia's in the playoffs. They should be in. They shouldn't have to fight their way in. But again, if these teams are really as good as they say, which they are, then I suspect there will not be that much differentiation in the standings. And perhaps that's a risk, I think, the league should be willing to take or teams should be willing to take. Because essentially, right now, and again, I get it, I'm saying this as someone who follows the magic. Right now, the burden of risk of the playoffs is on the eight seed. The eight seed is the only one that has to put something that they have earned on the line. And I don't want that. I wouldn't want that as an NBA fan. I, I Just as a point of fairness, I don't want that. I want teams to earn their way in, and I want everyone to share the risk. We're essentially saying that the playoffs start the moment you get into the bubble with group play. So you have a little margin for error. It's not a, it's not single elimination. It's not a series. You've got some margin for error. You lose that first game, not the end of the world. You can still go seven and one. You can still go five and two. You can still go 
uh, or five and three. You can still go six and two. You can still go four and four, and make you know four and four will get you into the playoffs in in this scenario. I'm I'm almost certain of that. So again, you're trying to minimize. You're trying to minimize or maximize the incentive for teams to play. Sir, sure, sure, team could go two and six and know it's out of the playoffs very quickly, but they will have had the chance to make the playoffs. So. I'm not so concerned about a top team falling out. But what I think most people, what I think is different about the way that I conceive of group play is how we move out of group play. Typically, group play is the end-all, be-all for seeding in a tournament. In the the FIFA World Cup, for instance, in the Soccer World Cup, the winner of Group A plays the second-place team in Group B in the knockout round. And they're kind of, you know, the groups are put on separate sides of brackets, but... That's how the seeding for the tournament is determined. That's not how I would determine seeding in my group play plan. In my group play plan, seeding is still determined by record. The Milwaukee Bucks have earned the top seed. If they go 4-4 four and four in the bubble or in group play, they would still get the top seed because I would take the combined record from the regular season, because again, we're trying to respect the regular season and give that weight, we take the combined record of the regular season and group play, and that is your record for the season. That is your record for seeding purposes in the NBA playoffs. So, for instance, let's say the Magic go 4-4 four and four in group play and the Brooklyn Nets go 3-5 and five in group play, whether in the opposite group or in the same group, probably in the opposite group. The Magic would then pass the Nets for 7th because they finished the year with a better record, better total record combining the regular season and group play. To me, this again maintains the incentive for everyone to play and respects the regular season. And from there, you play the playoffs as normal. Because essentially, that's what we're trying to get to. We're trying to find a way to incentivize the teams that are out of the playoffs to play like they can still get in and give weight to the regular season so that we can get to the playoffs and have everything feel and act normally. I, at first, believed that the best mode for the Magic was to do a playoff plus, because again, I want the Magic to play their way into the playoffs. I want them to play pressure games, and I want them to win pressure games. And I would be willing to put the eighth seed on the line to give the Magic that opportunity, so long as the Magic have an advantage where they have to get beat twice. I don't want a single elimination tournament where the Magic could lose and their playoff hopes are done and a whole year's worth of work is to- is gone. Group play, I think, eliminates that. And I think if I were picking, if I were advocating for a mode, and really, again, I feel this way about every team. I think this is the way to do it. If I were advocating for a way to finish this regular season, this unique, you know, different way, this unique situation with the coronavirus. If I had to advocate a way, it would be group play. It would be exact, this would be exactly how I presented it. Everyone gets a chance to play their games, to finish the regular season, so to speak, and and group play. The top four teams from each group go to the playoffs and use combined total record as both a tiebreaker, if there are any ties in, in group play, but also combined total record as a way to seed the qualified teams into the playoffs, and then you play the playoffs as normal. That's my plan. It's a plan that I will advocate and and I will support. 
I'm curious what the NBA ultimately comes up with. And of course, they're the ones that ultimately have to make the decision. But I'm curious what you think about this plan. You can tweet at me at R underscore OMD, as well as at LockedOnMagic. I'm curious to hear what you guys think the plan should be for the NBA to return. Perhaps it should be a little bit more normal, perhaps not, but uh, I'm interested to hear what you all have to say. So definitely hit me up and let me know. Well, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr.md. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you download podcasts on Apple Podcasts, which are tuning in, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. And be sure to check out the latest episode of Rejecting the Screen with Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov. On the latest episode of Rejecting the Screen, they go one-on-one, go ISO, with former Marshall standout John Elmore, the only player in Division I history to hold conference records in points and assists at the same time. Interesting story from him going from a mid-major star um, uh, into the NBA draft. So definitely check that out when you can. Also check out the other great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. But I want to thank everyone for allowing me to express my thoughts in what has been a uh, kind of upsetting sometimes and, and frustrating weekend uh, throughout the country. Uh, you know, I hope I hope my words, you know, again, my words were imperfect. I, I fully admit that. I, I want to do better. I want to be a better ally. Uh, and I want to be someone that, that can be part of the solution uh, instead of, I, I, I'm not part of the problem, but... Silence certainly allows you to be part of the problem, and, and I don't want to do that, and I want to use this platform to, to help in any way I can. So I can only urge everyone, again, to listen and to, to be open-minded and, and, and helpful to those that are telling you what their experience in this country is, even if it's not your experience. Um, be sure, uh, again, be sure, be sure to, 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 to check out people who know a little bit more than I would. And again, I, I'm, I want to know what I can do more. So if you have any suggestions, feel free to send them my way. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.